Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Guy Murphy and I'm joined by... Joseph Scrabbles, hello. And Daniel Kruper, good day. Well, how are you guys feeling? Because yesterday we did, frankly, quite a mad thing. Wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't just yesterday, was it? <laughs> it wasn't just yesterday. Yeah. I'm um, kind of like, as that coupled with the bank holiday has completely destroyed what I think a week is. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. we haven't actually we said, said what, what it is. is yeah, well, should, should we not say what it is? We'll just kind of tease it because it's a big thing and it's going to be coming out next week. But we basically played a certain game for 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so please watch this video, otherwise it will all be in vain. Oh my god. <laughs> I, when someone mentioned that it was going to be four to eight minutes long, that yeah. video, I almost cried. <laughs> I could not deal with the amount of effort we were putting into something. But no one else doing this shit. Yeah. But we, care, I, we, care, we, care, we care about you. I think, yeah, I think maybe like next week, um, we... Hang on a minute. It'll be, it'll be live Gav's left. Gav's, the like, Gav's literally walked away from his microphone. No, I, I think I didn't hear He did hit record. This is all staying in. I think this is fallout from the thing we've just done. So we've been... By the time we finished... It is recording! (laughs) And this is an award-winning podcast. Um, By the time we'd finished, I think we'd been up... I'd been up for like something like 38 hours. Yeah, I woke up at 6 o'clock the morning that we did it to go to the gym. Going home, I felt genuinely drunk and my right hand was vibrating Uh, at a frequency. My thumb really hurts. Like, Like, genuinely, it's bruised. Shaking. Um, Um, I kept hearing... We kept hearing Kim this morning. And, like, it genuinely felt like... You know when you have those, like, mad nights and you stay up all night drinking and that and um, until fucking 10 o'clock in the morning and then you go home? That's what I felt like when I went out into the thing. You got got to deal with real people. And they're looking at you and you think, shit, they know that I've been... Yeah, so we've been on our own, like, all evening. We went back into a full office with people we work with. And some people we work on, like, other companies in our... In yeah, our yeah. bigger company, it's like my, we're looking like scum. Yeah. Uh, my eyes were so bloodshot; it just looked yeah. like I'd stay yeah, up you, all you night had... smoking weed. Blazed in the studio. And it was four day four twenty yesterday. It was yeah, four twenty, and you saw me going to the toilet and completely missed the door handle. That was amazing. Like because we were all because <laughs> we only had the five of us doing it. Yeah, all of us only knew everyone at the same stage they were at yeah so walking out and just getting this sudden glimpse of like oh we're not like humans anymore was just daniel like going to a toilet just just grabbing the air just like (laughs) i just suddenly had this like you know when you're drunk and suddenly something makes you sober for a second i just had this moment of like we're fucked like if we went out on the road we'd all be killed (laughs) yeah Oh man, it was but yeah, awful. I mean, we will talk a bit more in depth about it next week. But yeah, so if the podcast, I, to be fair, I'm not worried about this podcast not having a good le- level of energy. It's not going to be as bad as when we were all fucking hungover as fuck. So yeah, yeah, it's fine. There was um, that one guy who really hated that. Did he? Mm. What did he say? You uh, printed it out? No, it was on. It was on Twitter. Someone just tweeted I, us saying it was just awful to no, listen to. I think I loved I it. I think we framed that as well. I think if we hadn't said we were hungover. You wouldn't have known. Like you wouldn't have known. Yeah, specifically you, tweet man. If yeah. you still listen to this point. podcast. Yeah, we frame that almost open ourselves up to that criticism. Yeah, you wouldn't have known. Like yeah, apart from I, Rory not being like saying anything in the yeah. last twenty minutes. <laughs> there was that. Um, um, that's why we got four people. We there was a contingency. Yeah, we were thinking ahead. Excellent, but Joe, mm. other than doing stupid things like playing video games for 24 hours, you fucking nerd. Um, what have you been doing? I also went to Orlando for six days to look at Star Wars things. <laughs> you you for jet lagged straight. straight. I was, yeah, I was jet lagged. 24 hours a day, Star Wars. You stayed up oh. for six days. Nerd, nerdy Joe. I haven't, been, I haven't been in the office for like a long time and the first thing I came into the office to do was to play Mario Kart for a full day. And be in the office a long time. Yeah, it was mad. Um, um, yeah, I went to Star Wars Celebration in Orlando and yeah. it was a good deal of fun. 
Um, it's the yearly Star Wars sort of convention that we all went to last year, which was very yeah. nice. Um, this was a lot bigger. Yeah. Much, much bigger. It did feel like that. I think, well, firstly, they had more stuff to announce. Like last right. year, they had Rogue One, and mm. that was kind of it. Oh, and some Rebel stuff. And yeah. Han Solo. Yeah, like I went, stuff. I went the year before in Anaheim, mm. and that was the... the, the, the before Force Awakens, yeah, but that was so almost like the like not the spin-offs are like lesser years, no. but like that was the first Star Wars film for what nineteen years or something like yeah. that. And I, I think the hype for this movie is, absolutely, is yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. I'm not saying that the Star <laughs> the spin-offs are not as good, but but it's just I think it ain't the same. It ain't the same. No. No. But like the London one, someone was telling me it wasn't like official. It wasn't the real Star Wars celebration. No, so like what, it was a market knockoff. Who's telling you that? Like, One of those Americans you're so good friends That's, with yeah. now, is it? Who is it? Terry? Max? <laughs> give me the names. Well, there was like a thing for years, because you and I used to do a lot of stuff about Star Wars. And I think we did an episode once about Star Wars Celebration. And they used to make a distinct thing saying, Star Wars Celebration Europe. Yeah. And mm. I don't think they do that anymore. No, they but don't. they used to. And like, it's almost like, it's not, it just it doesn't count. Yeah. I mean, judging by the size of this one, our one didn't count. Ours was just one room with a panel bit. This yeah. one was just, this was like a convention, like mile-long convention center to the point where when I accidentally went to the wrong door, it took me 10 minutes to walk to the correct door. It's it was ridiculous. Things are bigger in America, Joe. It's so much... Uh, but this is true. Have People, to be. I looked, lives, I souls. At, I looked at Google Maps for the route from my hotel to the convention centre. I was like, oh, I'm just round the block. Half an hour walk. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Too big. They need to calm down there. It did look... Like, I was kind of keeping up with some of the stuff that we did, but mostly... I watched a lot of the live streams. Did like, you? Which were pretty good. That means yeah. you probably watched more panels than I did. Yeah, really? Yeah, because I was just working. You say yeah. it was bigger. You, say that, you said the actual convention was bigger. Does it not mean just more fucking Funko Pops? More well, that's, the interesting thing is, because our idea of the show floor last year was, it's just a big shop. Yeah. And that big shop is there and it's bigger. But that convention hall has sort of lined off sections. Like there's a sort of interesting sponsored bit. So it's like last year they had that airline that had painted all their stuff. Oh, yeah. Like Star Wars figures. Yeah. Yeah. They, that was there. And they also had like all these cars they'd done up. So they'd like remade the mi- Star Wars Ooh, micro machines. Oh, yeah, yeah, size, yeah. size. And, like, had a weird, like, a Range Rover type thing, but done, like, an X-Wing. I don't know what that was about, but it was uh, quite cool. That's definitely not road legal. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then they had sort of custom shops. So um, Max found this shop uh, that sold um, a couch in the shape of a dewback. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. That was amazing. Like, really weird. So they had more sort of boutique stuff. Right. And then you had the shop floor, and then you had... Um, like all the fan clubs, all these fan clubs from all over the US had their own stands. I don't know what they're for. Yeah. Like they were just handing out stickers to people, but it was just like showing off their collections. The garrisons. Things. They call it like Garrison 191 and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, yeah. But it's that a really was, famous one in London, yeah. isn't it? It yeah. always sounds better. American, I think if you grew up in yeah. Britain, as it, it just sounds better. American stuff sounds better than yeah. Wolverhampton Wookiees. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's yeah. not as cool, that's even though just, Americans that, like, wow. That just sounds like <laughs> a really <laughs> bad ice hockey team. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get them oh, in, like... Oh, yeah. Blackburn had, when I was growing up, they, we had a um, hockey team. Blackburn Hawks. The yeah. Basingstoke Bisons. Yeah. I went to watch the Newcastle ice hockey team once, and they, like, they're meant to be one of the big ones. It's like a fucking out of the middle of nowhere ice rink, and about nine people turned up. You're like, yeah. oh, no. Even the people play, they're falling over. Yeah. They can't skate They're backwards. all drunk. They want to the high hockey team in Cardiff is? No. Um, dragons. It's oh. got to be the Dragons. It's not. It's uh, nothing to do with Wales. Why do you care then? The Cardiff Devils. Uh, they're really popular. Like, oh, if you, like, like I go Jersey to their Devils. games quite a lot when I go home and like, they're really, really, it's a really good How, they do, how like, are they doing? doing well? I think they've just been promoted. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Round of applause for them. <laughs> Um, um, so other than the Cardiff Devils, what else did you see in Star Wars Celebration? I'm going to, you asked me to do a top five, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go through a top five. But I'm not going to just talk about the big stuff, because okay. you can look But you were there to see Battlefront 2, right? Basically. Battlefield, no. Yeah, Battlefront, Battlefront 2, 2, yeah. Um, awesome. I'll start with that. Sweet. So Battlefront 2 is really interesting. Um, the thing that I took away from it is that it's not only just doing that, sort of fixing all the mistakes people saw with the first game, which... Yeah. There were some. Um, like, they're kind of making vehicles more interesting to get. There'll be more heroes on the field. Like, all that stuff, all the multiplayer stuff is kind of there. Yeah. And they seem to be taking steps towards 
fixing that. Also, Criterion didn't tell us this during the pre-panel, which we went to, to tell us all the stuff we needed to write about, which was weird. Um, Criterion, the guys who made Burnout, they're doing all the space combat. Oh. And they did the VR thing recently, yes. didn't they? Um, yeah, they didn't tell us that there was space combat in the game, which is like one of the biggest complaints yeah. about the first game. It was really weird. Um, so, that's strange. Anyway, uh, I talked to the PR about that. <laughs> the um, So space combat's in, that's He's really now cool. dead. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Under the Orlando Joe, Swamp. That's what Joe means by tall. <laughs> um, the really interesting thing is the story they've added, because everyone wanted a single-player campaign. Yes. Everyone would have been happy with just be like a rebel trooper on the, in those battles, I reckon, mm. if they if they would, like, true to themselves. Written yeah. by someone we know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this is what I was going to talk about. So mm. the Battlefront story is from the Imperial side, yeah. and you play as a sort of commando. They've made up this group of elite special forces people who are both amazing ground shock troopers and uh, space TIE fighter pilots. Sweet. Which is a cool mix. means you get to do everything. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's, as far as we've been told, and I spoke to writer Mitch Dyer, ex of IGN, which is very nice. Yeah. He went, the cutest thing in the world. He took holiday for Star Wars Celebration and brought his parents <coughs> down to go and watch yeah. the panel with him because they were all proud of him because it was his first game. proud of him. Some friends amazing. with him on Facebook. So yeah. I see posts he's tagged in and yeah. they... That's amazing. Like Mitch is an, like a, an incredibly huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like he got called out by Steve Blank from Lucasfilm during the panel. Aww. Like by name, he was like, "This is all down to Mitch Dyer." And you're like, "That's fucking incredible." Well That's very cool. Uh, all yeah. within like just over a year. Yeah, mm. first game. Jesus Christ, Mitch, make yeah. it difficult for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> Showing off, unbelievable. But he he has contributed to this amazing storyline. It's like the first time I. The, the, the really interesting thing is. As far as they've made clear, you are playing from the point of view of an imperial trooper who believes in the empire. Right. You you do not. You're not playing like a character who's gonna turn to the rebel side. Yeah, you that's hate awesome. the that's rebels. Really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's the first time they've done that, I think, since <clears throat> since like Tie Fighter in the nineties. Yeah. Which is amazing. Like, I love the idea of that. Yeah, because, it's like the tagline that I've got, like, long live the Empire or something. Yeah, yeah. and like, there's a, literally a line in the trailer where she's like, hope cannot save them, which is basically calling out the end of Rogue One. Yeah. Which I love. Like, <laughs> That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. But, and it's also, it's written by Mitch, but also the guy who wrote Spec Ops, Spec Ops the Line, which is mm. obviously one of the most celebrated games in recent years from a, a story perspective. Yeah. Like, really interesting take on that stuff. So that was one of my top five things. Like, that they're actually still... Because the video games were always really interesting, weird places for Star Wars storytelling, yeah. traditionally. And that sort of fell away a bit. And I'm really glad that this is maybe giving a clue to what Motive's... Because that, that Mitch works for Motive, which is sort of the new one, yeah. hub studio that's working on all the games. Yeah. So oh, that's they the Jade in, Redmond one. Yeah. So they, they sit in the middle, and then there's like Visceral making Amy Hennig's Star Wars game. Right. And there's... An, I think they're consulting on that as well. So there's this really interesting... <clears throat> and t uh, the Titanfall guys are working on one as well. Well, it's because really these are all canon now, aren't they? Yeah. So these they are, are all part all of the canon. actual canon. So it's awesome <clears throat> that they've got one team that's... Even though there's obviously they've taken like really uh, sort of talented developers and gone, okay, we want these guys to make a game, we want these guys to make a game. Yeah. But there's still one team sort of directly controlling sort of the stories yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and then Lucasfilm sits above them and goes, yeah, yeah you're allowed to yeah. use that blaster, but not that one. Comparable to like the Marvel comic situation. Yeah, you're doing all this, yeah, but it's yeah. like you need some level of coordination. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> coordinating all that. <gasps> Although, like, and, and then we, Disney's sitting at the top with a big old of, wallet filling up. hell of a spreadsheet. <laughs> we, we've spoken to some people who worked on Star Wars and Marvel, like, and just having access to those. Just imagine, just like, if you're working on that and having access, be like, oh, I actually need to go to the research vaults and, uh, yeah. like, find out stuff. Just imagine just the stuff that you have. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I think... Fucking amazing. And it, and it sounds like, and we've spoken to people on and off the record, where it sounds like they genuinely are very, like... They know for a good like storyteller to get on board with this project, you need to give them freedom. So it's like you need to fill in this space. That you may need to get to this point eventually. Yeah. But we're okay with you doing stuff in between. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, if it's too prescriptive, we yeah, exactly. just, yeah. we get anyone to do it. That's the other mm. thing about this story is it, it's filling in the new gap in canon between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Like yeah. it, it's a thirty-year-long campaign. Yeah. It's probably going to be like an eight-hour long game yeah. but you're watching this imperial trooper over the course of 30 years trying to avenge the death of the emperor actually like, awesome. what the fuck actually that storytelling gap between um, Jedi and Force Awakens is really good for the comics yeah. and the TV yeah. shows and the, and the books as well yeah. kind of have at it like yeah. we're going to be going here yeah. like, we might do these one-off spin-off movies that might fill in one character's storyline yeah. in yeah. that time but. I think like that's the really good thing of them getting, <laughs> it, getting rid of the uh, the old extended universe because now 
they've got so much more to play with and yeah. they haven't got it. They're not like bound by the choice. Like, yeah, you're like, no oh, you can't do you that. Out. Yeah. The only dots you've got to join are very simple dots, but not simple dots. They're the films. But like, th- those are the only jo- dots you have to join. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, so-and-so character was actually here during that time. Yeah. Like, exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, no, they died. Really and then, good. yeah. That, gap, that gap's also brilliant for like... Um, video games in particular because mm. that's going to be like the weird breakdown of the empire and turning into the first that's going to be like tons of war yeah. and that's what games love yeah. which is brilliant exactly. like, it's just going to be yeah. nuts conflict for ages and they've definitely started doing it we talked about it when we used to do like this um, our Star Wars podcast uh, Rebel Base like, we talked about it a lot where it was just like the best thing about that as well is now all these talented people working on it have got all these characters like settings things that happen they can kind of just draw on yeah, whatever like, they want like Thrawn the, coming into yeah, Rebels it's just like, like, you've got this huge body of just like the Marvel movie director it's yeah. like what do you want to take from 50 <laughs> yeah. years of comics that you find interesting exactly, and the yeah. universe of yeah and that's if you amazing. don't want to it's fine like, Thrawn, that's cool too Thrawn was extended universe yeah, though wasn't exactly. it yeah, that's what I mean back. Yeah. that's what I mean like, so it's like such back. a good character that's, instead of coming up with yeah. a new one he's brilliant exactly that's so, so cool. they've got this part of extended universe stuff that they can just go what was cool about it yeah. Thrawn we'll have Thrawn he's, like, he's, he's amazing eventually yeah definitely he's coming back well, you know who plays he, it's uh, Maz Mickelson's brother who plays him in Rebels. Is it? So get old Maz. I didn't know him. that. That's really cool. Stick yeah. another boot into his less successful brother. <laughs> you, John Mickelson. What's his name? Lars. Lars. Have you seen that new advert with Maz Mickelson where he's riding a bicycle? Yeah, it's great. Uh, Gav <gasps> sent it to. Him on I've seen the full one. I've seen the ten-second version. Oh, what's it for? Just like it's like live more like the Danish people. It's for Carlsberg. Is it for Carlsberg? It's for Carlsberg. Because yeah. loads of what? people. Because basically, to, I saw loads of people today. Journalists as well, by the way. Um, but they retweeted it, and it was basically, um, I think, like visit. Visit Denmark have retweeted Carlsberg's advert, and everyone's going, "Oh, of course, uh, Denmark got uh, Mads Mikkelsen to advertise their country. The Danish tourist, tourist board got Mads Mikkelsen. It's advertising Carlsberg. Like that's what it's advertising." Um, <laughs> they've literally retweeted the Carlsberg advert, and people like loads of journalists are like, "Oh, well done, Denmark." No, done the research. Good. <laughs> yeah. um, can we just get Mads Mikkelsen to advertise everything? Yeah, that'd be really yeah. I'd buy it. Yeah. Um, just well, three, yeah, I'd watch all ad breaks if it was just Mass Mickelson just holding up a series of products and yeah. smiling next to it but in a way that made you think he might have just killed your dog. No, he's, he's, got, he's got to lick the packet as well. Lick it and then give you a wink. Well, that's if he it. really likes it, Uncle yeah. Ben's. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's, his, that's his tell. Like Jonathan Ross has this tell where if he doesn't like your movie, right. but he has you on his show, he says, my kids loved it. Or my, or like, you go, oh, my, my daughter loved that movie. Yeah, Even he's got, if he doesn't, so he can say like your movie without yeah. it being him. He's like that yeah. private eye, tired and exhausted means you were drunk or hungover, oh. isn't it? <laughs> I tired was like, and exhausted, no, exhausted and something else. Oh, I don't know, private eye. Who reads that shit? <laughs> it, used to, it used to be for years. Like if you if you saw someone on a chat show that was just like, um, oh, we had a lot of fun on set. That means the film is actor bollocks. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun making it. Yeah, he's got to see it. Oh, yeah, isn't that Mark Kermode's thing? If it looks like all the act- if you hear the actors saying they had fun making it, that, yeah. mean, that means yeah. it's just going to be a crap movie yeah. forever. Yeah. Uh, what else was good? Oh, yeah. um, in so the forty fortieth anniversary panel was lovely. The specifically the best bit was the Carrie Fisher tribute, lovely, which yeah. made everyone cry. Have mm. you seen it? No. It's incredible. Like. It's that everyone's been saying this, but it's the exact same way I felt after watching it. It's like, I can't believe I didn't know what Carrie Fisher was like yeah. when she was alive. I'm mm. so annoyed that it took her dying to tell me how amazing Oh, really? It was. Okay, yeah. Like, like her writing, she writes, her as a 19-year-old, yeah. she was writing better than like oh, anyone I amazing. know. And yeah. I know a lot of writers. Also, <laughs> like, in her diary. Yeah. Like, just her to herself. Her memoirs, yeah. like... She's incredible. Um, and the best thing about the tribute was it wasn't led by people being like, she was amazing. She was like, yeah. it's just clips of her. And you were just watching going, oh my God, she was so funny and yeah. so talented. There's a, docu- there's a HBO documentary about her and her mum. Someone um, was telling me about yeah, that. Apparently sounds it's incredible. unbelievable. Is it out actually? I think it was on the plane for some of the people coming from LA. Was it? And like, oh man, it sounds so good. Amazing. Yeah, so I really Her daughter was there as well, wasn't it? Yes, There's a really was. nice picture of her with Mark Hamill and Harrison Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like an amazing tribute and really makes you like go, oh, wow. She was kind of like wasted by Hollywood somehow. Mm, yeah. Or maybe she just didn't want it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like she obviously had um, a lot of battles with mental health, mm, which was yeah. impressive. And obviously that lifestyle and mixture. But, you know, what a unique life as well. Yeah. Also, do you see that Gary was 
at Star Wars Celebration. Was he? Gary was there. But uh, was, you've not seen this picture of him at Star Wars Celebration? No. It's absolutely amazing. Like, Gary came to Star Wars Celebration to remember Carrie. Oh. And there's a picture of him in the Gary foreground. Gary is Carrie's dog, if you don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's a French bulldog who always has his tongue permanently out of, hanging yeah. out of his mouth. And he's there in the foreground looking at camera, surrounded by people. He's just done a shit in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if it was in the tribute or if it was in something else but there's this it. amazing clip of Gary just falling asleep oh. during during an interview and Carrie Fisher just being like look how boring your interview is <laughs> we, I, I managed to catch them all. I think we did like walk she was like walking the floor Star Wars Celebration last year in mm. London with Gary oh uh, yeah and um, she went out to a shop to buy some lightsabers assuming for like family and friends not mm. for herself but like she's just got a fucking bin full of them yeah. somewhere so it's like yeah. so we can get you these yeah but that's, I think that's what but it was she's like, like, I don't I want to go meet went people she went up yeah. to a shop, a very busy shop, and saw some lightsabers and was just like, oh, I want to get those. <clears> and she went up and just like paying, like just watching Carrie Fisher type in her pin number. Just like, <laughs> I, I even I filmed it as well. I was like, I think at one point I was going to put it up and be like, even Carrie Fisher has to pay for Star Wars stuff. But I was looking at it going, that's not a video, but it's just an, a really it's nice interesting thing to see. interesting that she's yeah. like us. Yeah. <laughs> she's got pin numbers too. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so that was lovely. Uh, another thing that was really good was... Um, the Last Jedi trailer. I yeah. don't know how well it was received. I've seen a, some people being quite sniffy about it. I thought it was kind of amazing. Yeah, I like, really liked it. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah I liked it. it. Like, I just wasn't it was like, okay, yeah. blown away by it, mm, but yeah. like, I still really liked it. I, yeah. I just, I don't think I had like a goosebump moment. No, I do with certain trailers, but yeah. I watched it in a room of a thousand people yeah. screaming, we, we, so that kind of worked out for me. But, circumstances, yeah. but it, um. The, the amazing thing to me was after the trailer came out, just hearing everyone discussing it for yeah. like a, a day. You walk past every single conversation. That's cool. And everyone's got a theory. Yeah. And that was in a world where like <clears throat> trailers are this this thing that just tells you the story before you've seen a yeah, film. Yeah, people go, I've seen the movie now. Yeah. Yeah. To have The Last Jedi just provide a series of images and for everyone to be like, right. I've got to work out what this is and yeah, then talk yeah. about their friends with it. That's an amazing community thing. It's really good, yeah. Such a weird, like, event to have created. Yeah. I really liked that. So that was another excellent thing. Uh, and then one of my favourite things was watching Hayden Christensen get interviewed on the Star Wars show and sound really bored by the whole thing and then get asked what his opinions on sand were. Have you seen, you know, his what? terrible yeah, bit of acting? Yeah. So in sound, episode yeah. two, he's standing there with Padme and he gives this awful metaphor mm. speech about sand where he's like I hate sand it's it's coarse and it gets everywhere um, not like you you're smooth <laughs> like it's just this awful bit oh yeah and so he's been it's become like a meme for yeah. how bad it was right. and so so at the end of this interview the, is this the someone inter in the audience no the interviewer goes oh I just wondered what your thoughts on sand were and he goes in. he loves it like oh. the whole crowd goes Very nuts good, yeah. laughing and he goes I've written down the quote he goes so the original quote is, it's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, and it gets everywhere. So his response was, well, you know, it's not very smooth, and it doesn't really stay in one place, so I'm not much of a fan of it. That's <laughs> like, what a lovely thing to do, like, That's just really to get good. well into it. I'm sure it was prepared, but it was yeah. a good moment. The thing is, it must be really hard for him. I must be awful. like it must be so hard for him to be. Imagine like, when he got that role, like thinking yeah. what it was going to yeah. be compared exactly. to the reality of what it was. Like obviously, still amazing to yeah. be involved in those movies, yeah. but he's he's in genuinely. <clears throat> and I, I thought I watched it two weeks ago, and I talk I talked about it quite a lot. But he is in. I think Shattered Glass is one of my favorite. It's in. It's definitely my top twenty-five. I have no idea what that is. It's a film about this uh, this writer. This journalist who uh, writes for a newspaper, uh, The New Republic, and it's like the magazine is like Air Force One's magazine of choice, basically. And this is, this is a true story. This is a true story okay. about this guy called Stephen Glass. Air and Force One's favoured magazine. What's that circulation? I don't, know, I don't know why I know that. But it's in the, it's in the, it's in the film. Right? Right. I've, seen, I've seen this film so many times and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I just, it's something about the film I It's like really the movie's like. beating you down yeah. like, yeah. to have it in your top 25. But I, not, but I, I saw it. I, the first time I saw it, I was like, that is a brilliant film. Um, and it's basically a true story about this journalist who works for the New Republic. And he gets caught out on this story that he writes um, about it being, essentially, he's made it up. Like, okay. He's this, like, you know, really celebrated journalist, and he's made up About 9-11? No. Because oh. <laughs> that happened, didn't it? Well, he made it up. No, there was, like, I've heard about this other story about this. Like, anyway, okay. go on, go on. Um, I thought that was just a conspiracy thing. No, no, no. no, no, no. You, have you heard about the thermite no, on the beach? We were like, Cooper, we know your thoughts about 9-11. Don't bring them on the podcast. There's no way they would melt at that temperature. <laughs> 
I don't want to hear you screaming the word oil again. Tempered steel melts at 1200 degrees. You know this. No, this is... Anyway, I'll tell you afterwards. Leave your files at home. <laughs> You've got several binders full of nonsense. We don't no, want to have to on this a, podcast. Turn to picture 12 in your journals. In your packets. In your packets. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's about this journalist. The hole was bigger than the wingspan. <laughs> and uh, he, he cooked up a load of stories, basically. And he gets caught out on one. Then they start going back through all his other stories and realise that actually he fabricated like 80% of everything he ever wrote. Um, and it's just you know, it's a really really good story it's kind of like an investigative like character piece about this guy anyway but he is brilliant in it I want to bring it in maybe I'm mental like I want to bring it in so you guys can see it and tell me if you think it's good or well, not John and I were talking about we should watch some movies in the office yeah. one night like that other people haven't I seen I couldn't uh, the thing is that we talked about this on this podcast like, no don't watch that with us I like, can't yeah. sit here while you watch we, that we're just laughing at it look at me with a fucking side eye at me being like <laughs> You, you piss when the you job watch this. Got. I mean, I, actually, is it, so this is pre-Star Wars. Uh, I think post? I think it's Durin. I think right. it's Durin. Mm, so like two, he yeah. might have, might have filmed two right. or something like that. But like, it's, I'd be really interested for people who listen to this podcast <clears> to go watch Shattered Glass and let me know if I'm mental. It's weird to think that there was a gap between all those films. They feel like one thing to me now. Yeah, it was like yeah. six years. That's mental. That's nuts. Um, but yeah, Hayden Christensen. Good in Shattered Glass, good on this panel. Good in this one question on this panel. <laughs> but no, so I'm saying, like, it must be really hard for him to turn up to a Star Wars thing. Uh, like, he must know the thoughts on Star Wars. Well, this is, that, that's the he interesting thing. He probably doesn't thing. care. But, but also, like, he, but also going to Star Wars Celebration, he's with the people who probably love it the most. Yeah, I, even, think, like, yeah. I think the prequels are entering a period of nostalgia now as well. Yeah. As the kids who watch them at the time grow up. And, yeah. don't, and they don't care that they're bad films because they're their kids, they're their childhood films. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, the fact that the the new ones that people love, well, Force Awakens, like that's not the last Star Wars yeah. they're ever going to have on the big screen. Yep. So it's yeah. almost like that's a good point. The percentage yeah. of Star Wars on screen that they contribute is lower now. I'm like a friend of mine. She said the other day she hasn't never seen. She's never seen a Star Wars film. I, I can't tell that as well. And I'm gonna, I'm going to show her. I'm going to start tomorrow. We're going to watch Star Wars. I don't know what to start with. Oh, you got to start with a new hope. hope. Do you yeah. think? Yeah, because I think don't even bother think, with the prequels. I man. think it's better to what? Yeah. Imagine the slog you've got to do to start with episode nine one. hours. Yeah, I, and also that, like, yeah. I think finding that's like she'll probably know the major beats of yeah. what like I am your father and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, so yeah. you might as well go in the way that everyone's seen them. Yeah, like most people. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'll do that. And then you've got the option <laughs> of skipping the prequels. Yeah, yeah, that's it. If like I haven't seen them for them. years though, and I kind of fancy watching them. So, so you're going to force her to watch, her to watch them. Watch it. <laughs> um, There's a couple of really interesting podcasts that I listened to recently okay. um, that maybe it's probably not coincidental that I've listened to them recently. So one was um, just back to like, you talking about the vaults and stuff. The latest yeah. Adam Buxton podcast has Garth Jennings on it, who oh, cool. directed Sing. And he finished the like he mastered a lot of that at Skywalker Ranch. And Ooh, he just nice. talks about what it's like being there. Like just as a person staying. Must be so Sounds exciting. fucking yeah. incredible. Because yeah. he, he's just walking around this one bit where he's like, I'm at breakfast and there's this big pile of donuts. And he says to himself, oh, there's nothing more American than this. And Jodie Foster behind him goes, yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you, and he was just like, I turned around, it's Jodie Foster. <laughs> it's really weird. I love it when Garth Jennings is on the Adam Buxton podcast. It's a, it's really oh, this, this latest one's amazing. It's Adam Buxton going on a country walk with Garth Jennings and oh. Julian Barrett. Oh. And they're like, oh, wow. just having a really nice conversation on a walk. That's I love that podcast. And then um, the other one, uh, I Was There Too, which I think we've talked about before, oh, yeah, um, yeah. which is the podcast where an American guy talks fantastic to... fantastic podcast sometimes. ...talks to people who were also in big films, but mm. weren't the major parts. Um, but this last week, he had um, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. Oh. And he is talking like quite openly wow. about yeah, how it felt to it. be yeah, that in, in, in that yeah, situation. Yeah. There's and a really good one on Phantom Menace with Greg Poops. Yeah, that's the first. Poops. Poops. It's the <laughs> yeah, first, he's in Phantom first Menace, episode. yeah. Um, yeah, that's incredible, where yeah. he talks God, about how... Imagine, uh, like, do you even tell people? Well, like, it, there's this amazing bit where he's like, I can't remember the question. I feel like he's owned it. I've seen quotes and stuff yeah. on him at different things. Oh, he really does. Like he, owns it, yeah. he, he said this amazing thing. I can't remember the exact question, um, but it's something along the lines of, you know, how do you, no, it's not how do you feel about it, but it's like looking back on it at the time when you finished episode three, like, how did you, what what legacy did you feel you had? And he was like, well, it's been nothing but green lights for my career ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that's that he's really just good. like, like I, I get it. 
Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, you don't oh, if you don't enter into that social equation, you don't feel the effects of it. Yeah, it's like yeah. the end of so you've been publicly shamed. It's like yeah. shame as a thing. You have to the person being shamed has to like buy into it. Yeah, yeah. If they don't, yeah. then you they don't feel it. And he was like twenty three, twenty four, coming out of stomp when he first did that Shit. thing. Like, imagine being Again, that guy. you cast yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, oh. a major character in Star Wars. Um, right. I, one favourite moment from Go Star Wars on. Celebration, uh, when Harrison Ford was asked, are you looking forward to seeing the new Han Solo movie? And he said this in front of the audience, and he just goes, not really. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he actually likes Star Wars, though, is Absolutely there? Absolutely not. Um, That's yeah, awesome. The fifth thing is the show itself is amazing, and, like, unlike most conventions... It, because everyone's there for one thing it's just yeah. lovely like it's a really nice place to yeah. be mm. um, I think that's what like we said last year at the end of the thing it was just like we're alright we've got about 20 minutes um, I, I was checking the time because we're off to a screening that's where that chat was then. <laughs> um, behind the scenes uh, <laughs> I, I thought I was doing it subtly no, but no, then no. It's your jacket oh, no, made a really I, loud noise I was noise. saying it because I didn't think you could see oh. the time so I was being helpful anyway um, <laughs> we went to Eve Fan Fest the other Ooh. week in Iceland, uh, which is a <coughs> festival all about the space game Eve Online, which I've never played, but I love reading about Eve Online. Yeah, I love was. making videos about Eve Online. <laughs> I love writing about Eve Online. I love reading shit about Eve Online because it's an amazing, bonkers community like, of people. If you've never, you've no, no idea what is it. It's a space. I would say battles, but some people don't battle. It's no. basically like some people uh, describe it as spreadsheets in space <laughs> because it's such an intricate. Um, it's such an intricate sort of space game where you can do a lot of different jobs and stuff like that. It's not like, like some, an artificial community, isn't it? Essentially, well, it's, yeah. it's a virtual community. It's, it's not artificial. Like a lot of people virtual. describe it as something like, uh, it's kind, <clears throat> kind of like Warcraft, but not quite as sort of like gamey as Warcraft. And it's kind of like Second Life, but not, but there is an actual game element to it, um, like a big game element to yeah. it as well. Um, there's a huge sort of like meta game thing to it, which is outside. And you also have these like giant space battles, which always make the news because mm. people plow a lot of their own money, real money, into getting these spaceships. And like some spaceships and some like battles end up costing people like $250,000. It, it, cr it creates like, just because of the openness of it and the yeah. whole idea, CCP, the developers openly say like, we kind of just don't develop the game, like no. the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the events that happen in the game, we leave yeah. that to players. So people run actual businesses in yeah, that yeah. game. It's a very unique way of development because there's things that have happened offline because it is a virtual world, yeah. but the factions and the relationships obviously bleed over into reality, which yeah. in turn then influence the lore and future yeah. mechanics of the game. So people might go off, create this kind of like alliances that exist in the real world yeah. or events so they all decide things about certain characters or events in the history of the universe and then CCP will then like incorporate that yeah. into future updates to the game yeah. Yeah. so this is this weird digital biological organism yeah it's bonkers have, and you, have you ever heard, read that story about how democracy was killed in EVE no it's fucking amazing I'm not, not going to get into it because it's like a very yeah. deep thing but basically someone created a, a pocket of space that was a true democracy oh yeah 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 and I then all this. these fucking corporations yeah. came and just ate them alive yeah. and now democracy doesn't exist anymore it's terrifying <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's just called How Democracy Was Killed and Eve yeah. go look it up it's an amazing article like it's just the, the thing the reason I'm so obsessed with it is because people get so obsessed with it mm, yeah. um, and just like people like dedicate a lot a huge portion of their lives to it yeah. um, there's a really good article on Eurogamer which is like their HR dude and like one of the events <coughs> guys played EVE Online I first I first met him at FanFest once a couple mm. of years back and he is like recently well in the last few years the job that he did like I can't quite explain it because I'm not smart enough but the job that he did within his sort of HR he, Eurogamer yeah <laughs> um, the job that he did uh, in, in his sort of faction um, was just patched out by CCP they were just like you know when they were just doing tweaks and stuff like that to the game the thing that he did which was very like sort of controlling thing was patched out of the game so there's this article on your game which is like I was patched out of my favourite game and it's just like they did this patch that meant that his role was no longer necessary I've got to read that that sounds uh, it's, amazing it's really good because he's not, he's not a writer but I think he had help from the writers that you gave him to, to he make had it. help um, he had he did help. it all in he's crayon he's crayon <laughs> we'll cross the T's and dot the R's Jeremy uh, all your R's are backwards like it's Toys R Us. Um, like, like Russian in a Mission Impossible episode in the 60s. <laughs> this is just a picture of you. Yeah. But like FanFest is this amazing thing. So like, I've been a couple of times when I've banged on about it for years. So this is your first time, Krupa. Like, yeah. So what, people, what would you think? I thought it was 
brilliant speaking to people. So people come, um, so annual convention, people yeah. come all over the world to this little rock yeah. in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean yeah. that's cold and weird and lovely. And just speaking to these people, because we did the interviews for a video about like, because obviously a lot of people on IGN, like, never play you. So we're going to do no. a video where it's like, Mate, why, would you, why would you play this game? Do stuff, stuff like about it, I never played it. <laughs> and just like kind of giving some insight. So we were speaking to people from all over the world yeah. and just saying in simple terms, in layman terms, can you just explain like what, what you do in the game? Yeah. And the the variety of answers we got was astounding. Yeah. There's one guy who, he works for the government, I think, in yeah. Las Vegas. And he he's a, he's like I'm a manufacturer. And for a while, like, I tuned out. I was like I thought he was describing his regular job. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's like I'm a manufacturer. I I I, I create blueprints for object uh, for devices, and I sell them. I trade them. What? Yeah. Like, how are you doing that in the mm. game? And he was such a lovely man. And also, everyone we met was so smart and articulate. Mm. I think that's what we came away like, passionate like. about this game because obviously a very intensive game. Yeah, it's like you could just play <clears> this game. It's almost like game is a poor descriptor for what this yeah. thing yes. is. And they were so passionate and articulate about what this game is yeah. and what it offers them. And I, like, I it's hard not to be... Like, I love that. I love... There's two things I really like. I like watching programs about th- people who are really good at one thing. Yes. I also like meeting people who are we're really, really into a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah, I just get a really good feeling from it. I think we came away from all... Because we basically did a thing where we spoke to a bunch of people on the show floor, which seemed a lot smaller than it was a couple of years that I've been before. But I think that's because people have settled... People, it's a lot of the same people go to it now and they yeah. settle into the thing also, that they like doing. Yeah, and I wonder, they also have an event now in Vegas. In they Midia. do, yeah, I want yeah. people I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas instead, yeah. But you should go to Iceland. I've never been to Vegas, though, so I don't know. Um, but I'd definitely like, go to Iceland. <laughs> yeah. But like the, the thing that we came away from saying was like people are like so smart about things. But also, I've been at events and stuff where we've decided we're going to make a video where we speak to the general population. Um, and actually, the Switch one was really good. We did a video from the Switch one, me and Joe. Oh, yeah. And everyone was really good in there. But like a lot of the time, you come away from stuff and like you're filming stuff, you're like, oh, fucking can't use any of this. Because people are just like, oh, so tell us why you enjoy this game. Oh, I think it's really good. It's like, pfft. We are fuck. I've none of that at Eve. It was just like this is why I think it's good. This is why you should play it. And they go in into so much detail about it, and you can't help but be swept alongside yeah, it. All, like, all do all like very different answers as well. Yeah, and there's nobody dealing in like platitudes or no. cliche. They're just like very specific, unique, interesting answers. Yeah. Good. You. The videos also good. in in people in their second languages. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, um, you should all watch. Gav's mini documentary about the Matani oh, yeah. from last year because I really liked that. Yeah. That, was, that was an excellent little thing. So the, the, the I did a video, yeah, two years ago, me and Rich Bear Park. Was it two video, years? Two years ago. Christ yeah. alive. Um, mm. Did a video about this guy called the Matani who's basically become like, or did become like the tyrant in uh, EVE Online. Like you probably, if you know anything about EVE Online, then you'll know the name the Matani. But he's basically like this really smart um, dude from, I'm not sure, maybe Washington, I think he's from, but he's a lawyer. Um, and then he decided to run this uh, faction and start being like the best person at Eve. Is that we, Goon Squad? I don't think him? he. I'm not sure. I can't yeah. remember now, like off the top of my head, like which part he was from. I think that was part of it. Mm. Um, but he's just a really, really smart dude. But he plays this sort of like bonkers character of like really sort of. Uh, I don't know, like tyrannical dude, basically. But we met him in a bar this year. And he, the Hard Rock Cafe. The Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> what? Like, so every every year at Eve, on, uh, Eve Fan Fest, they do this thing called a pub crawl, um, which like, that's, like, that's like meeting Kim Jong-un in a walkabout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. bomb in hand. Um, <laughs> it goes, that's the kind of bomb I want to see you with. Yeah. <laughs> Kim? <laughs> the only one Kim. he's like trying to throw it at America yeah. <laughs> he's like throwing it over on, the walkabout yeah <laughs> um, nearly there <laughs> and he, do, he does a lot of like weird stuff sort of offline out of the game like and, like the rumour is that he never logs in and stuff like that he's just part of the community and I think like you need people like that he's done some sort of questionable things in the in like in some early years which the video goes into yeah he did some um, awful stuff but he uh, he came over like so I and, I and he sort of the video if you watch the video uh, it's called like me Eve Online's if you type in IG, if you type in Eve Online to IGN's YouTube, it's not, one of the only videos. Not that many videos. <laughs> yeah, um, you'll get. It. Um, I think it's like Meet Gaming's most ruthless tyrant. Oh, um, was it? Yeah. So uh, basically, over the course of us being at Fanfest, he declined an interview. Um, well, he said he was going to do an interview, and I think word got back to him that we were making a video specifically about him, and then he didn't want to do it. Um, and he does play up to this character as well. But he came over to us in the Hard Rock Cafe, and like we were on this um, pub crawl, so we were quite pissed. Um, even though, like, I think. 
Iceland version of a pub crawl and a British version of a pub crawl. Very different. Very different. Very different. Um, like, we were with uh, PC Gamers Andy Kay, who's Scotch, so he obviously likes a drink. And, so um, an Englishman, a yeah. Scotchman, and a Welshman yeah. walks in a, into a bar, <laughs> and, they in Iceland, and they wouldn't accept our free beer tokens. Yeah. <laughs> that actually happened. We went to the first pub on the pub crawl, <laughs> and we got, like, three free tokens for beers. Yeah. Well, some of us got three. Yeah. I went and got nine for us. Of course, you fucking did. I haven't received my tokens yet. <laughs> it helped us Iceland is a small place. That is deliberately ruining their economy. <laughs> we, we went in um, to the first bar. We went, can we have a beer, please? And they went, what are these? Yeah. What are these? We had to ring the manager. Yeah, it was really awkward. Wow. How but, many people... Sorry, you haven't finished. Okay, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> so, we, so, yeah, like, their version of a pub call is you go to three pubs, then you go to a club. Um, like, I guess, like, our version is, like, you start 11 o'clock and you hate each other by 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we were in the Hard Rock Cafe. He came over in the middle of it and went, Hey Gav, I just want to say I really liked your video. Like, I'm not in that video, by the way. As That's well. amazing. Like, my face is not in that video. Yeah. Um, so he obviously knows enough, or he's done. He's, he's, re- he's got a folder on you. That's the thing. He does have folders on people, apparently. <clears throat> um, but he came over, and do you know what? Well, for the first time when I speak, when I was speaking to him, I was like, I kind of understand him a little bit more. Like, he plays this character, and a lot of people buy into it, and I definitely bought into it two years ago. But like talking to him, he's just like a normal dude who just realised there was a way to make a lot of money from a lot of impressionable people. It's easy to forget that like role playing games Absolutely, are a yeah, thing yeah. in. Like, because you don't get that much no. role playing stuff in video games anymore. That's no. just not how games went. So it's yeah. kind of easy to forget that people might be playing a role. Yeah. Although he has said uh, bad stuff in real he life. He has said bad though. stuff in real life, yeah. So it's hard to. Exactly. He's, it's he's really not hard. two different people. No. Um, but we, yeah, we saw a lot of stuff. We got really cool shit coming up. Um, mostly, we met a man who's referred to as the Space Pope. Although <laughs> there is an amazing picture of oh, you yeah. in a lift. Yeah, yeah if you go on uh, my Twitter, you can see a picture of me and Gav in a lift with the Space Pope yeah. and a Space Nun. With a stinking hangover. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's going to be some really good stuff coming out soon. But we also got to speak to Hodor from Game of Thrones, uh, Christian Nair, DJ Christian Nair, I think his name is. And we had plans to sort of maybe play like the Nintendo Switch with him and like talk to him. We, we got him to play Keyword Countdown, which you guys can hear in a bit. Um, but we went to this interview. I'm not going to go like into massive detail, but we went into this interview. We were very hungover. It was the day after the um, pub crawl, the morning after the pub crawl. And me and Krupa were sitting in this room and we set up the room to play, um, to play the Switch with him. I thought, I'll play a couple of like one, two Switch games with him. It'll be quite fun. So we're setting up this room, sitting there talking. And this incredibly wiry... Um, I guess kind of like uh, like English, just typical English sort of. He looked like someone from The Only Way Is Essex. Walked wide in, boy, wide, yeah, a wide boy. Yeah, he walked in his room and like he's covered in tattoos. Um, I'm not saying that in any kind of judging way because I am. I'm saying covered it, in tattoos. I'm saying it so you can pitch it in your head. Uh, he walked into the room. And he was very excited. He was on it. Like he was on it. He was on it. He and he was uh, Hodor's um, manager. So he walked into the room. All right, boys. So, what's your questions? <laughs> and we were like, uh, well, it's going to be like a podcast, just like a general chat. We don't have any questions. We're just we're like, we very rarely have questions when we go into these things. We just have a nice little chat. And then we've got this game called Keyword Countdown, which uh, is a movie. So, you've got to guess the movie game. We're going to play that. And then, hopefully, sometime at the end, we'd really like to play the Nintendo Switch with them because we think that video would be really good. All right. Well, no politics questions. <laughs> Well, yeah, we probably won't ask him any politics questions, man, to be fair. He was like, um, who's the real king in the north? And he was like, <laughs> and then we started going on. He was like, yeah, I don't want any politics questions. Don't want any of that. I was like, mate, chill out. Like, we're not going to ask him any politics questions. He's like, yeah, well, you say chill out. And I, well, I, we've been surprised before. And I'm not being surprised today. And like, I'm just looking at Cooper. And I was like, nervous laughing. But at the same time, finding it very funny. But at the same time, being very aware that I was losing my temper. Um, and I don't have a very good temper. Uh, so I was like trying to calm myself down because I was like this I is was a- like a bystander in a scene yeah. from the Incredible Hulk miniseries yeah. <laughs> try and take a, take a drink from a bottle of water and just end up biting the top <laughs> yeah. off so- I was like Donald Blake wondering how I can summon Thor to quell your anger <laughs> because the dude was just being rude um, he was being very very rude um, and he's just like at one point he's just like also we haven't got time for games uh, we haven't got time for games at all so that's going to take a long time so let's just stick with it simple uh, interview I was like Mate, you know it's fucking Hodor, not Obama, right? You bring in yeah. at E Fanfest. <laughs> I was just like, 
And then I wish I'd been recording. That's the only thing. I hit records just after, just so you can hear a little bit of the reaction that me and Krupa had. Because the guy then walked out. He's like, okay, I'm bringing him down. Uh, and walked out of the room. And I literally just stood in, the, in like the doorway with my hands over my head, like shaking and trying to calm myself down. Because I thought, if he comes back, I'm going to fucking hit him. <laughs> like, I'm going to chin him. I'm going to chin Hodor. I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> chin frenzy. I'm gonna, by the end of the day, I'm going to have to fucking go speak to the space bro. See if he needs any space monks. Um, <laughs> and that's me now. No, that's me that's going back. Gav didn't come back. Last time I saw him, he was walking off into a glacier to the Lonely say, Man theme tune. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> climbing the volcano. <laughs> One day he'll return with it fully <laughs> under control. But da, like, da, da. so we're laughing about it, and like, oh, Krupa was just like, I don't want to do this now. Yeah, like, I, like, I, I'm yeah. very much of the, like, I just kind of just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and I was like, no, no, come on, because it could turn out that Christian is just a really, really nice dude. And do you know what? That's exactly how it turned out. He's one of the nicest people that we've ever spoken to. Mm. Like, he was so nice. Um, and so you can hear a little bit of it now, plus a little bit of just, like, our reaction. Um, Are you including that bit? I'm not including the bit where I say to Krupa, well, you can hear it now, but there's a bit where it's just like, oh, I'm just going through uh, my questions, actually. Um, yeah, first question, uh, Hodor. Why is your manager a fucking maniac? <laughs> Might as well put it in. <laughs> but like, we were laughing so, so much. And like, do you know what? Like, when people say to us, like, people say to us all the time, because we interview quite a lot of movie stars and stuff, like, who's who's the strangest person you've ever had to deal with? Turns out it's Hodor's manager. <laughs> so how are you doing, man? Yeah, well, I'm good. Um, just flew in yesterday. Yeah. I've always wanted to come to Iceland, but I always yeah. imagined it would be a holiday. <laughs> but yeah, really good to be here. I've yeah. always wanted to come here. Awesome. So, what, like, what, are you into the game or are you just like? I have played the game. Really? I have we played the game. Really? No. <laughs> From afar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Noobs. I, uh, I definitely have played the game. Um, yeah. I'm a Warcraft guy. Um, yeah. So, obviously, a lot of my guildmates would have played Eve as well. Yeah. So, I, I tried Eve. Way too complicated for me. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think I like to shoot a bow and arrow with things in the die. <laughs> and I don't like my whole shit to be blown up forever. Yeah. Which I believe can happen in Eve. Yeah. You yeah, yeah we're speaking to some people who've lost like five thousand pounds worth of stuff. Yeah. See that's not fun for me. No. <laughs> but I get it. I, I think I, I if I had a little bit more time, I would get into it. Yeah. So I that's the thing. I like, like some of the spin-off games as well. I know there's also yeah. VR games. Yeah, Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I like the idea of that as well. Yeah, we've played a couple of those. We played Valkyrie yesterday, or uh, Gunjack, which is pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, I played Gunjack. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned World of Warcraft. What else sort of stuff do you play? That's it, man. I'm um, into Warcraft. I have, I have got all the consoles, including yeah. the Switch, but I uh, don't have time at the minute. Yeah. So I keep getting all the games, um, and they're just waiting for me. Yeah. Uh, they're calling me. <laughs> they're calling me. And when, when I get home, I'll get maybe like four days at home. And all I want to do is just do a bit of farming and Warcraft and yeah. get, make sure I'm up to speed, get everything um, updated. Yeah. And that's all I do. Yeah. It's very sad. No, it's awesome. No, it is sad. I would like to play other games, but yeah. I just I just don't have the energy or I don't have the attention span either. Yeah. Um, so. And we keep like, seeing you like popping up in like, these different videos, obviously, like Hold the Door and stuff like that. That's... <sighs> Yeah. That's, that's you forever now, right? Oh, it is, yeah. And the, 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 what makes me laugh You're is, like, for fuck's sake, this again. No, people um, people think that it keeps happening to me, but I'm yeah. always usually the one who sets it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just did one with the FM Fillion. I saw like, that, yeah, yeah. Christian, and I'm like, I set it up. Yeah. That's my fucking idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? With my credit. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm like, you know what I mean? They think I'm genuinely annoyed in these videos. Yeah. Like, well, it's just it's, it's a testament to my marvellous acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, like, Game of Thrones is like a massive thing as well, man. Like, what was it like yeah, to be a part of that? It was crazy, dude. Um, I can't believe it's actually over. Yeah. But uh, it's, it is over, and it's not over. There's still all these little tidbits keep coming through. Yeah. Like, there's in the MTV Award, which I just found out about. Um, did you know about this? No, no, no. Yeah, I just got nominated um, for the for my death scene. Oh, amazing. For Tear Jerker of yeah. the Year for an MTV Movie Award. Yeah. So I'm like, what? That's amazing. And it feels like 100 years ago it happened. Yeah. So all these things keep happening because of that. Yeah. Um, so I still feel like I'm very much part of it. Yeah. Um, but it definitely changed my life. Um, nothing is the same as it was before I, I, I took that part. Mm. Everything's different. That's amazing. In good ways. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, all good ways. So, well, what kind of stuff will you be playing tonight? Like, it's obviously like the DJ thing is like a massive thing, right? Well, it's been my job for twenty years now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know yet. 
I mean, I'm not one of those DJs who brings a USB stick. I do bring a USB stick. It's not, <laughs> it's not pre-programmed by any means. Um, it's it's just like a library. Yeah. Um, I do not know what I'm going to play yet. Yeah. I'll I'll sort of read the crowd and see, and see what I can get away with. The nerds, you know. Like I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I know it's pretty serious business. Um, but you know what? I've yeah. played pretty nerdy parties before, and I play house music. And yeah. in fact, I just did it in Belgium. Yeah. And everyone went nuts. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. I, I didn't share what to expect. Uh, I can go one way or another sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good night tonight. I mean, Icelandic people have a, rep- a reputation for being um, uh, like purveyors of interesting music. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, I've got a picture of Bjork in my head. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also uh, like Sigur Ross and yeah. Jonesy. So I wouldn't play anything by those artists. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they're obviously open-minded. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. They also like party as well, man. We went on a pub crawl. With and this is where you tell me there's like very few Icelandic people here. It's all people from all over. No, no, there's a lot of Icelandic yeah. people. Oh, really? Yeah, we went to them last night. We did like a big pub crawl thing with them. Um, yeah. And there's a is lot that why you look so bad? Yeah. No, he always, <laughs> he always <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just the the, 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 the knock viewers. Yeah. <laughs> they know what he looks like. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, right, so we play a game on our podcast every week. It's okay. called Keyword Countdown. Right. So on IMDb, films are categorized by a bunch of crazy keywords. Right. Uh, it's like mad stuff. Okay. Uh, like for like Jurassic Park, one of them is like man being lifted into air and stuff like that. Um, so what I've done is I've collected, I've got five films, 10 keywords each. Right. Um, you and Daniel have to guess what the film is by the keyword. Okay. Okay? Right. So it's film number one. Two word title. The piano. Tech noir. Oh, uh, 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 uh. police detective. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, shit. Fine. <laughs> I was trying to make ghost in a shell in the two words. Yeah. The other um, keywords were existentialism, mega corporation, mini skirt. Oh, we've got a mini skirt. Head crushed between what? women's legs. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what's that? I don't <laughs> Cleavage, technology gone amok. Weird times? Replicant. No, no, no. This is this is the oh, this still? Is still Blade Runner. Okay. Okay. Still Blade I'm still playing. Still Blade Runner. I'm still playing. Okay. Right, go. Film number two. One word title. Single set production. Single set. Un- undressing. Twenty <laughs> second century. Alien? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only got it. <laughs> Uh, the other ones were corrupting influence of capitalism, robot as, robot as menace. You're <laughs> in too far. No, no, no. no. This, this, is, this is alien. Still alien. Still alien. Yeah, I know. Um, was it robot as menace? Burial in space. Burial in space. Alone against the odds. Female protagonist. First of series. Okay. Film number three. All right, let's this up. That's cool. <sighs> right. Uh, Film number three. Two word title. Collectivism. Desert instinct. <laughs> Freedom Fighters. Power Rangers. Wearing sunglasses. Wearing sunglasses inside. Allegory of the Cave. Don't Ted. Very good. <laughs> Jump in between buildings. The Matrix. Yeah. Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> Amazing. That's really good. Uh, yeah. The other the other clues for that were prophecy, kung fu, character wearing all black, and pill. Uh, film, uh, film number four. Just two films after that. Dehumanization. Terminator. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Soil. Garbage. Character's name in title. Wally. Yeah. Shit. Ah. Amazing. Well done, Daniel. Uh, That's not two words. Uh, no, no, no. No, he, no, he said character's name in title, not two Ooh, words. Uh, yeah, yeah. The other, the other Wally uh, clues were lifting mail into air, which I love. Ecological footprint. iPod. Very little dialogue. Robot. And uh, final one then. Number in title. 13. 7. No. 1, 2, 3. <laughs> <laughs> Government. Oh, 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 oh. Refugee camp. Oh, it's, uh, uh, it's a South African one. 2000s. Directorial <laughs> debut. Oh, um, Precinct 13. No. No. 
Oh no! Um, Looking at the camera. Issue nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's <what> <laughs> 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 nice. That's three. That's the, uh, South Africa. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I got it right. Yeah. The other the other clues were looking at the camera, talking to the camera, sweater vest, vomiting, and porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you very much, man. That was really good. Thank fun. you so much for playing. Yeah. yeah. It's a really stupid game that we play every week. So it's good. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thanks for talking. You're to welcome, us. guys. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. Indeed. Nice to meet you. It's a shame that we weren't able to bring you back that hard-hitting <laughs> Frost Nixon style interview that I'd had planned. Free fan fest. Um, I feel like we've let you down. Yeah. I feel like I've let myself because I've modelled a lot of my career on David Frost. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Around 60, I just want to be doing through the keyhole. Yeah, so that's so you heard as well, Hold All there doing keyword countdown, um, which is very good. Uh, yeah, so that, that doesn't count. Anyone doing the actual like points and stuff, that is not a canonical uh, keyword countdown. Why? It doesn't count towards the league points. Why can't Hold All be on the points? Because then by the end of the season, I'm going to have to get him back in so <laughs> to do a load of keyword countdown so the average isn't all fucked up. I just include him, it's fine. <laughs> he can be the loser. All right, I'll put him in the box. Hold on, loser. Oh, no. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got, this isn't part of feedback, but we got an email this week that was just subject line, Joe shouldn't be allowed to do keyword countdown. Why? <laughs> because, because I've openly admitted to Googling the synopsis of films. Only horror films because I don't like watching them. The so rest of them, oh, that's just yeah, knowledge. Before, yeah, but also... Yeah, not, not those specific ones. It's not like doing them all going... Also, if you've... If yeah, I'm, you not re- sitting, also, I'm not on my also, weekends also, trying also, to indulge Gav. Also, <laughs> if you're remembering all that, fair play to you. Yeah, yeah I'm amazing. If you're going through <laughs> every horror movie ever made, it's exactly. like on the like coincidence that I might actually bring that film up. Fair play to you, mate. Go for yeah. it. You deserve it. Um, so yeah, that's why we don't have keyword countdown this year. This... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he's coming back. Hold on, completing it. Someone's tired. Let's do some feedback again. Kruba? This is from Ryan Morton. Um, I don't know if I know what this is about. To Rory's Pinocchio nightmare. Um, Rory, I think, fell asleep during Pinocchio and woke up during the donkey sequence. (laughs) uh, Or maybe he fell asleep in another film, woke up during Pinocchio. Basically, it freaked him out. Pinocchio's weird. To Rory's Pinocchio nightmare. You ever realise that the guy who kidnaps the kids never gets caught? Pinocchio just forgets about it. His friend turned into a donkey and he doesn't care. Like, are, like, are all donkeys' kids turned and enslaved? What the hell, Disney? I suddenly remembered Dale ripping Butte and the Beast a couple of podcasts ago. And that, in the fight between the villagers and the furniture, a chest eats a man alive. And then the wardrobe crushes a man into the floor. Like, what happens to the chest when it turns back to a human minutes later? They just have a person digesting in their stomach. What the hell, Disney? I was wondering if you guys can think of any other utterly confusing things from Disney, other childhood things that you don't realise when you see at the target age. I've only just seen this. I have to think it's a tough stuff. question. That's the yeah. problem. Maybe we like, can revisit this. Yeah. Like, I would say, you people listen to this as well. You send, I would love to yeah, see yeah, some send them feedback. In. I want this yeah. to be the new cinema series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, definitely send them in. Feedback at yeah. We should actually generally turn that into a feature. Yeah, Most disturbing yeah. things in Disney movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's got to be something else. What okay, What are the disturbing bits of Disney movies? Have you ever seen Watcher in the Woods? No. What the hell is that? What's Watcher in the Woods? It's a terrifying Disney film. Really? Yeah. That sounds like a. Weird, voyeuristic, Disney snuff. Try and watch that this it's weekend. It's like Peeping Tom. Because like, I, I think you generally watch like it. it. It's like a weird... It's a horror <clears> film, <throat> but Disney made it. It's terrifying. Animated? Uh, no, like live action. Weird. Yeah, I don't like Disney live action stuff. It yeah. always feels wrong. They don't know what they're doing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like people trying to animate people. We'll, we'll, Move your arm we'll, a little bit. Scout Nick Pot. Everyone have a think about that and we'll do it. Um, this is from Joel Eccles. Uh, on the subject of old school games with advertising. After listening to last week's podcast feedback, you guys mentioned about old games having their brands in their games. I believe Gam mentioned a Quaver sponsored game. It's called Pushover. I brought back a lot of, it brought back a lot of memories from my trying to play a game called Zool, which is a gremlin ninja in a crazy colourful candy world. I've later realised that the whole game was not even subtly advertising Chupa Chups lollies. He, right, yeah. he included a picture of the main menu which just has a huge Chupa Chups logo on it. <laughs> the idea that it took you a while to notice is astonishing. Um, if you were creating a game, who or what company would you promote advertise or would you say no? <laughs> I, I would definitely create an advertising game if I was being paid well enough. Yeah, Ooh. Booze. Who, who, who you work for? Just like, who would I work for? I would, make it, uh, don't make a driving game. I've thought, I've, <laughs> I've thought about this, and like, because like, I would, I think I would only ever advertise stuff that I genuinely loved. Like, what do I, I like tea, I like 
booze, like good beer. Yeah, you know if you're endorsing, you stand by that. Yeah, you yeah. Go, like, I Imagine a game featuring the brew dog. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that's why you like that. brew dog. Yeah, sounds a bit like tea. <laughs> I would. Oh, yeah. yeah, brew dog punk IPA. Like as much as I hate all. Like therapy coming out of Brewdog, like all the the stuff written inside their bottles is fucking mental. Um, <laughs> but I do love. I think Punky IPA might actually be my favourite beer. To um, uh, to so in, like that. to invoke another podcast, have you listened to the bit of Ellis James and John Robbins where they talk about wackaging? No. So wackaging is when people include wacky stuff oh, on right, their yeah, packaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so they took they they brought up you know Innocent Smoothies oh, have the fuck, that is one of the worst. So they brought that up, and yeah. then the next week, someone from Innocent had heard it. And they changed the side of their packaging, especially for them, to like really boring, straightforward language, oh, and really? sent them a load, which is amazing. I really hope so. Brewdog, for us, we don't um, like your wackaging. Um, Send us some good ones. Brewdog, I uh, advertise punk IPA. I advertise tea. Oh, that, I don't need to anymore because I'm fucking doing it right now. Uh, and a good apple. I love a good apple. <laughs> a good you, cold apple. Jazz versus <laughs> <laughs> fighting game, just featuring apples fighting. <laughs> That's what never gets advertised. What? Good apples? Apples. Yeah. Don't eat too much. I always find it weird when just a foodstuff gets advertised, like milk. Yeah. I don't like it when milk it's like, gets it's all, it's all right. People go buy it's it anyway. everywhere, mate. People go buy it anyway. Chill it's out fine. for a second. It's like one of those few products so you don't have to advertise. People just have to buy it. Is milk made by the government? It should be. It just seems like something <laughs> that should be governmental. It's yeah. made by big milk. Yeah. If milk, <laughs> the big like, milk money. If you're making like sour cream, fair enough. That's private. But milk should be, pro- be nationalised. Privatised sour cream. Yeah. That, that's coming in this under this new government. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, I'll do um, thank you very much for listening I really enjoyed that podcast I hope you did too yeah if you ever want to get in touch with us you can IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com send us all the stuff that we asked for this week and that's it thank bye. you bye Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.